Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Smart Parents Successful Students podcast. And we are back again with a special guest, Tracy Hoth. And welcome, Tracy, to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here, Helen. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm glad you could attend. I know you are in another state. So thank you for joining us because I'm I'm really impressed with what you do. And I know a lot of our parents could uh, definitely, um, you know, get some benefit from what we're going to talk about today, which is organization, right? (laughs) Yes, I know it is. We all want to be more organized. We want our kids to be organized. And then of course we want to set the example of that and be able to help them in any way that we can. So we're going to talk about a lot of that. Great. Well, I want to introduce you. So Tracy has been a professional organizer for 13 years and a certified life coach, helping hundreds of families get organized In her one-to-one coaching programs and her Organized Life Academy, I'm sure she'll talk about that soon, she is witnessing the magic as she helps her clients combine practical organizing skills with transformational mindset tools to create the organized life and home that they've always wanted and probably dreamed of. (laughs) So... We are going to begin by asking you, what was the journey you took that got you to where you are today with your uh, company, Tracy? Yeah, I have four kids. And so I had them really close together and I would be doing, all my friends were kind of at the same stage. And so we would do a lot of stuff. And then you'd have some friends say, well, I can't, I need to stay home and organize or you know, you'd go into people's homes and you could just see where there were, they were challenged. And I just knew I could help. So when my kids started, uh, my youngest started school, I decided that's how I was going to help people. And it's been an amazing journey, helping people get organized. Um, I would go into their homes and even offices and help organize. And then there came a point where I wanted to go deeper in that with looking at the mindset, like how do you make sustainable lasting change? And so when I was certified as a life coach, I did the more of the combination of the mindset and practical tools. And I think that combination is what we need to make change. I agree. That sounds great. So, um, how can you, how can parents help set their children up, let's say, to get organized and to get better grades, because it's really kind of goes together. Yeah, I think the first step is to look at what their beliefs are about themselves. And so I was in 
uh, client's home and she had hired me to work with her daughter. And so the first thing I did was sit down with her daughter and asked her what she believed. The parents wanted her to keep her room clean and they had set up a reward. If she could do that for 30 days, she could get her ears pierced. And so I asked her what her belief was, if she thought she could do that or what her thought is about being organized. And she said, without pausing for even a second, it's impossible. Mm. And when you see that and you believe that it's impossible, that is going to drive non-organizing actions. Like you are not going to take action to keep your room organized if you believe it's impossible. So I, I feel like that's such a good story an example of why we start with what we believe about ourselves. If we're told something's wrong with us and we're not organized, that's what we believe. And we're not going to be able to get there. So really just sitting with your child and saying, what do you think? Like, is it, is it possible for you to get your papers turned in on time? What do you, what do you believe about yourself Mm. And, and start there? That's a good idea. Yeah. I wonder, you think kids know how, what, what's causing them to hit that wall? Do you think they know that? That would be a great question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? To ask the child and just to see, cause I bet they know more than what we think that they, mm-hmm. that they know. Mm-hmm. Or and they can what, give at least enough hints. <laughs> yeah. And they're told enough things, obviously that something's wrong or something's missing from them, or they don't have the right kind of brain structure to remember to turn it in or whatever it is. I think just opening that conversation up a little bit without pressure or expectation is huge. Like let's go there and figure it out. And what I did with, with Clara was, I said, okay, well, if you think it's impossible, it's going to be impossible to do it. So let's think of someone, you know, that has a clean room and she immediately thought of her cousin. And I said, what do you think she believes about keeping her room organized? And we just began a conversation about what it might, what a thought or belief might be about a person that can do that. Mm. And so let's go there. Let's just brainstorm some ideas about what we could believe about ourselves and the, in the, the, um, fact that maybe it is possible. We could get things turned in. Maybe we could be organized. Maybe we could use our brains exactly like they are to be organized. Mm-hmm. So once we have that established and talked through, and we can even play around with it, um, then I think keeping it as simple as possible. So setting up to be organized in advance is keeping it super simple. And so I like to think the freedom of one, like thinking about one system, one form of organizing one calendar, like just think of that first. And so one of like our kids, the thing that was, they liked the best is to have folders. They had one folder for each class. They got to pick their color. So they had kind of the buy-in about what they wanted and Mm. that was it. Mm -hmm. Then, then you can go into, okay, if you're going to use a calendar to help you, 
you could use one calendar, either it's a paper calendar, it's a digital calendar. Maybe it's a calendar that you draw on a giant piece of paper and you put it on the wall, mm -hmm. but let's just have that one calendar. And that's where we put when things are due. That's where we put, um, even activities that we're doing, we can just glance at that. It's in a really public place so we can all see it and we can know, mm -hmm. um, so that the freedom of one is the, the, the second thing I would say. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, cause I, I'm just thinking about how we've transformed in calendars over time. Like I'm more of a paper person still to this day. And I have my calendar that's like a spiral. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it's really a calendar planner. Um, but um, so I'm just thinking like way back when, when I was in corporate America, there was the big desk calendars, right. And everything was right up under your nose, but all the papers are on top. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, then it's transformed into all these pretty kind of planners and calendars. And there's all kinds out there, depending on how you want to set things up if you want to prioritize and things like that, especially if you're an entrepreneur. But um, well, even with kids, I mean, they're so busy today um, with their sports and everything else. I don't know if they realize that. I mean, you, maybe you can speak to this when you talk about tips and things, but maybe they need to have a calendar that organizes their entire life, meaning their sports there. I think right now, if they're younger, their parents do that. But mm -hmm. um, and maybe there's a family calendar. I don't, maybe you can talk to that. It, you know, where everybody, I've seen that in homes since we go into homes, I'll see a family calendar and everybody stuff is on there for the family. I guess it's more for the parents, <laughs> but, um, so what, what are some digital organizing tips would you say that parents can use, or do you want to go back to, uh, well, let me go back and just say one thing. So you have your belief you've making it, you've made it as simple as possible to be, to set up your organization. And then the third thing I would want to add there is just to have some simple routines. Like we check that calendar every night. Um, and what can we do to help us remember? I have steps to organizing and the last step is to maintain in order to maintain my secret is to tie it to something we already do. And so your routine, you need to tie it to something that you do every night. So if it's unpack the school lunch or unpack your lunch, that's when you would all walk to the calendar, look at the calendar. Or if it's when you brush your teeth, you all walk down, you know, so you've mm. tied it to some routine that you do automatically. And then also put things in place like reminders on your phone and let your kid choose the ringtone or something mm. fun. Like let them have as much buy-in as you can, like have them pick what kind of calendar, have them pick when and what they're going to tie the routine to have them pick the ringtone reminder, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So they're invested in it. That's cool. So, uh, and what about, uh, digital organizing tips? Do you have some now that everything is digital? <laughs> yes. Well, it's so funny. I was talking, I have a, I have Four. one of them right now is in college and she was telling me how she organizes. And this is what she did in high school too. She would get her syllabus and she would put a folder on her desktop on her computer. So it's really thinking the same way as if it's physical, you know what I mean? Each right, class has a folder and then she would put, um, little folders next to it with all the assignments. 
And so she would have the date on the front of it. So it had the date that it was due on there. And so it's kind of the same thing. And then when it was done, she could put it into the folder next to it for the class. And then all the assignments were in there and, um, she could see if something was due cause it was right there in front of her. Mm-hmm. And so really think the same way you're going to have one, um, platform or whatever that you're using. You're going to have one folder, one system. I use Google keep, I mean, Google, you know, suite. And so it has keep documents and sheets. So that's the only thing I try never to get <laughs> distracted with another system. I have everything in there. Cause I try to keep it one and just know we're going to be distracted nonstop with trying new things. And there's going to be some new program, but really, if you can just keep it as simple as possible, um, mm. and help that, you know, that's something great to have, to be able to walk through. Okay. We started this class. How do we want to store it on our computer? How do we want to make sure we get our assignments in and look and see if we want to do the folder idea to mm. get those set up and cool. then you're checking back in with the routine. So it's really the exact same thing. Keep it simple and set up little routines to check in. Cool. Yep. I agree. Keep it simple. (laughs) A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Would your child like to improve their SAT or ACT test score so they can get into the college of their dreams, but they need special attention? Something they can't get at large classes like Kaplan or Princeton Review. Dynamis Learning Academy offers individual and small group SAT and ACT prep to help your child improve his scores quickly and easily. Go to dynamislearningacademy.com to learn more or reach out at 770-282-9931. So how do you, how would kids or parents help their kids keep paper organized? Because a lot of schools still do paper. Uh, I know here, a lot of them are doing Google Classroom in Atlanta, but um, a lot, you know, I'm, I'm hearing some old still doing the paper. So that's always been a challenge for kids, especially if they have ADHD, let's say, yeah. or executive functioning. Paper yes. is not their friend. Right. <laughs> Um, well, I like to think of paper like a river and so really get visual and the, the, and you could even draw this out with your family. It would be a great exercise to draw a river and look at, okay, where is paper coming into the house? What are the, oh gosh, I forget what they're called. The streams that come in Mm -hmm. and then where is it going to flow when it comes in? So do this with your child. So paper comes in from the teacher. It comes in from the library. I don't know, whatever ways that paper gets into their backpack. Once it's in their backpack, then what are we going to do with it? Maybe it goes into a inbox or an assignment. Like on Monday, we pull all the paper out of our backpack. And then what do we want to do with it? Do we put it into the folders of the class of the classes that we just made the different color folders um, and to really talk through the flow. So they have a visual idea of what's happening with the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know, and the reason I like to think of it like a river is because the, when the banks, when there's a flood too much paper, the banks get 
<laughs> and we're eroded. And then we have a lake and then that flood does damage to a lot of stuff. And so if we talk this through with our kids and we say, okay, if your backpack's smashed full of papers, it's like, we have to spend a lot more time then like rebuilding the banks of the river and rebuilding the houses that were damaged. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the same thing. But if we really keep up the flow of the paper, we can avoid all of that. That's, that's a good point. I like that. I like that analogy with the river. That's pretty cool. Um, and then they could even, I'm just thinking, because a lot of times we'll say in a classroom as a teacher, when I was teaching, well, if you can't remember your homework, take a picture of the board. So a thing to think about parents is if, if, if they're only keeping it, A, because there's something on there that once they want to remember about a date, maybe, well, then they could write it in their planner or type it into Google. They just haven't had time because they're busy going from class to class to class. So there may be some time allotted a certain day of the week where you do all that and then you could toss it or take a photo of it if you have to have it for a little while and then maybe upload it somewhere and mm-hmm. then eventually delete it. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's a good point. I have three questions to, if you had a pile of paper that you were going to go through, I have three questions. First, how can I get rid of this? And you, if there's, I mean, that is your goal to get rid of it. So if there is, like you said, a date on there, then enter the date. And remember, you're either entering it into your calendar or you're putting it on your computer, like wherever it is that you're decided to keep track of it. Um, how can I find this when I need it? Like, where would I look for this paper? Mm. And so even walk through <laughs> <That's a> big problem. <laughs> yes. So if I'm in class and something's due in your child's mind, where would they look for that piece of paper and ask them? I would dig through my backpack. Maybe I would know my red folders for math and I would look in there first. And so that way they put the paper where they think to look. So Mm -hmm. we're not making up what works for us. We're using what actually works for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because everybody's different. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can think like, what's the next action I need to take? And then you know, make a note of that. So if the next action for this paper is to do it for homework and turn it in, (laughs) then what needs to happen and just make a plan, like talk through all these scenarios and make a plan for what would happen. And then remember there's the routine, like at night, we're going to check in, we're going to check in and make it fun and do (laughs) and maybe do a clean out. (laughs) Yeah. So like first semester is almost over. Right. And when these semesters are over, there needs to be a day where you probably go through and go, do you really need this anymore? It's time to trash it. (laughs) Or like a project. If you could take a picture of the instruction sheet and maybe it's not digital anywhere. The teacher doesn't do digital and you take a picture of it. Um, I do that many times when I'm take sitting on a presentation or whatever I want to reference it later but then I'm going to go through and delete it later as well after I've done whatever I need to do with it so even in your phone you could do the same thing is have a folder for each class and just do that like that could be your organization system that's your one thing you take pictures of things and then you put them into the folder immediately Mm -hmm. so you're not scrolling through thousands of pictures but Mm -hmm. um I agree through there and then make you know my 
I just keep thinking, how can you make it fun? Cause nobody's going to want to do it if it's not fun. Mm-hmm. And not that everything has to be fun. Like we obviously do things we don't, <laughs> but how can we add to it to make it fun? And that, that's where the getting their buy-in of course makes it fun, letting them pick things. Um, but also, you know, some kind of rewards. Okay. So for this week, if we do our check-in, Mm-hmm. let's just do four out of five times or three out of five times to make it manageable in the beginning. Then what do we get? What, and, and it doesn't have to be, um, I was even thinking like, if you did a year thing, you go on vacation or you go out of town, you're going to go no matter what. So it's not like we're going to earn all this extra stuff, but maybe we get to earn points towards extra souvenir money or, um, you know, something that you can add on top of what you guys already do. Mm. That would be fun for your child to think about. That's cool. So are there any other simple habits to get assignments turned in on time that you want to share? Um, I know we've talked about a few things. I know. Yeah. That's where I think the reward, like what would happen if they did get them turned in? Is there Mm -hmm. some sort of reward you could put in place in the beginning? So you're getting organized in advance. Um, until it's a habit. (laughs) Yes. And then the routine of, of checking in, but you know, I've talked to parents where they they're like, yeah, we do that. And they still don't get turned in. I think, and I, we were talking about this before we started just Is it, I mean, yes, our goal as a parent is to try to get our child to have their stuff turned in and to try to get good grades, but in the long run, I don't know. I mean, Mm. how serious and in time and pressure do we want to put into it? Mm. Um, that's just something, I don't know, to think about as I see adults that have always felt like something's been wrong with them because they haven't gotten to, they were told their whole life. Like you didn't do this. You, you should have turned things in on time. you never did that. Right. Like what's wrong with you versus yeah, we forget to turn assignments in sometimes. So what can we do to, to try to be better at that? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Cause later on in life, they're an entrepreneur. They may have other people doing that for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good point. You would, you'd get help in the areas that you're weak and you would put all your time into your strengths and the beautiful Mm -hmm. way that your brain is made. And that's such a good point. That's true. So what's the best piece of parenting advice you've received since you have children, four children over time that helped you become a better parent for your, for your four children? Oh, it for sure has been since I was certified with coaching and learned how to feel emotions. That has been the biggest thing. And it's so interesting because I no longer feel like I need to have my kids feel a certain way and have them feel better and have them, um, in order for me to feel okay. So I'm more allowing and accepting that they're homesick, that they're upset, that they're hurt, that they just don't feel good today. Mm. And I just have them tell me about it. 
And it, and it is interesting that my daughter even came to me one time and said, mom, you really are different in that way. Like, I feel like we're allowed to talk about our emotions more. Mm. And that's been the most rewarding thing. And we all grow, a lot of people grow up and as parents, I, we just, I just didn't know. And I, you know, Mm. it's such a beautiful thing to talk about our emotions and allow your kids to feel what they're feeling. True. Now, can we ask how old your children are? I know you yes, said, yeah, they are old. right now. They're 17, 19, 21 and 23. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they're all up there in age. Yeah. So you've seen it all multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Been through the different stages. And I mean, yes. it's funny. I think different. this stage is the most challenging actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. maybe, because of, uh, maybe because of everything that's happened in, in the world today too, that, yeah. that changes things. So what did your parents teach that has helped you become a better adult? I always love this question. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. I look back and it's so, I mean, I'm thinking, did it take until I was 50 until for me to realize this is that's how long it's going to take for my kids to, <laughs> to look back. <laughs> um, but what I really, when I really saw it, we took in, um, I think it was my cousin that came and lived with us and he was a lot younger than us. And so I saw my mom do things that were like, he would, um, she would be getting groceries and bringing them home. And he would, she'd have him count the cans as he put them in the shelf, or she would let him, my little brother, even she'd let him dress however he wanted to. (laughs) And she, it was so important to her to let us express ourselves, um, the way that we were, when I was like, you are letting him wear that out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know. That's what first comes to mind about what they taught us. Cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote or affirmation you'd like to share with our audience today? Um, I know you talked about strength. Yeah. I'm like, what? I know I thought about this, but now I'm like, I can't remember what it is. My favorite affirmation or quote. I know you shared with me, each of us, meaning parents and children have strengths and each strength has a shadow side. Oh yes. Yes. Notice both. (laughs) You want to elaborate a little bit about that? Yes. I have loved thinking about this and working with my clients about it because they'll see something in their child and it will bother them. Mm -hmm. But then on the same token, they can see in the future. If we take time to think about it, they'll see in the future, how that will be a strength for them and, um, and how they'll, that will be so powerful in their future. But right now, you know, the shadow side of it causes parents, especially like problems (laughs) (laughs) and and you can think of that with a strong-willed child. That's an easy example because you know, that is going to benefit them, but the shadow side of it is they might not obey you as easily. Mm -hmm. Same with an emotional child. Like that is such a gift that they can feel their emotions so strongly, but then on the shadow side of it, they might be, they might struggle more with the emotions and the feeling down. 
So to just really notice and look at your kid and what they're, if you're bothered by something a lot, focus on what the strength of that is. Or if you're seeing their strength, just notice like this might be something we'll, we'll deal with. And that's okay. That's part of the human experience. Mm, That's cool. So I know the name of your company is Simply Squared Away, and the website is simplysquaredaway.com. Can you tell us how people can reach you? And I think you have an offer, right, for our audience today? Yeah. Well, I I coach one-on-one. So I coach... adults. And I've worked with, with children too. And we do that one-on-one and we can work on the things that we talked about today, like just what their belief is and how they want to change their identity in regards to, um, being organized. People find me from organizing, but then what happens is we coach on all sorts of stuff. Because, uh, it affects all their life, which is great. And then I also have organized life Academy. So it's a monthly membership And that is for adults. I don't know. I've never had a a younger person in it, but, um, for adults and we go room by room area by area. So we, you know, things like digital and organizing our mind. And then we go through rooms of our house and, and focus on the skills and then the mindset part of it too. So, um, and then they can go to HTTPS colon two backslashes, (laughs) simply squared away.com. And backslash, and we'll have this in the notes, ultimate-weekly-planning-worksheet-printable-backslash. So we will have that in the yes. show notes to this show. So you guys can just click on it and be able to go right in there and get that nice Yes, worksheet. and you can also go to my my website, simplysquaredaway.com, and then go to blog. Okay. And on the blog page, there's a search and just search ultimate planning worksheet. And there's a, um, a weekly planning worksheet in there that you can, you awesome. can get the download that for free. Awesome. That's awesome. And, and where can they find you? If they want to follow you, are you on Facebook, Instagram, yep, Facebook is simply squared away. And then Instagram is my name, Tracy Hoth. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Tracy. I appreciate you joining me today and giving some tips to parents to help their children. And, you know, every semester is like a different ball game. Every year is a different ball ball game because I'm a middle school teacher and you've gone through every level. So you have a lot of experience and I'm sure you could talk a lot about organizing. (laughs) Well, think of it too, like a garden. Like if you have a garden, you don't just plant the stuff and then reap it. Like you have to maintain it. You go back and then each year you dig it all back up until the ground. And that think of organizing kind of as a journey and it's just a journey and you can enjoy the process and it's always going to be changing, especially throughout our kids' lives and, um, in your own life too. Mm. And you can learn about yourself. You can heal through things during the organizing process. And so it's such a beautiful thing. Awesome. It is, <laughs> especially to be organized. Well, thank you yeah. very much uh, for joining us and audience. I appreciate you joining us again for another uh, episode of uh, smart parents, successful students. We will be back again with another guest. Take care for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. 
I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.